Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. everybody thursday night destruction episode number 4632 or not even like 10 i'm not even sure the number that i'm at right now but yeah threw a little curveball there for the return of one brock lesnar on raw uh everybody saw it coming i mean it's kind of obvious i am a little brock mark and sometimes i get a little too excited but it was, it's cool. I'm, I'm really excited for uh, SummerSlam and all that stuff. As a, as a fan, as, a, as, as somebody who really likes to see a lot of certain things go down in the professional wrestling world, I don't sound uh, thrilled right now, um, which I should. I mean, I don't know. I, it's just like a chemical imbalance going on right now um, with myself. Um, you know, it's getting, it's getting to that point in, uh, in the summer where, you know, all right, long story short, here's the – I know everybody looks forward to these rants or whatever, but I, I don't want to get too negative or anything like that, but these rants have become world famous, so why not keep going? Uh, no, I, it's just that the, over the last week, um, I caught a lot of shit for – on Monday, I went down to shore with my buddy Dan, and I don't go down to shore. I'm not a shore guy. I don't like the Jersey Shore. I don't like the Guidos. I don't like – the Bennies from New York coming down and pretending they own the place. I just don't like it. I don't like how every dude walks around without a shirt. Like, it's just, uh, whatever. Girls, that's one thing. But guys, like, nah, man, come on. Like, I get it. I mean, you're on the beach, right? But some of these guys, you know, ask my buddy who was with me. Some of these guys are just 55 years old with a big, uh, what do I call it? Uh, hawk belly, I guess. Road Warrior Hawk, where he used to have that. Big little push-out belly. That's from poor diet and lots of juice. So either straighten that out or just stop altogether because I'm sure your heart's going to stop first. But the big uh, the big deal I have, and there's a little rant that went on, it wasn't even alcohol-induced. It was just pretty much sick of it. I think it was the following day, actually. But uh, I caught a lot of stuff for... for I, I was hearing, like, oh, look at this guy. He's just, I don't know, enjoying himself. He's on vacation. You know, Dave doesn't have to work. Dave doesn't have to get up early. 
Dave doesn't have to do this or that or the other. And you look at this guy. He gets to go to the beach on a Monday. Or he gets to do anything on a Monday. Oh, he's in a pool. He must be having a time of his life. Well, I mean, to be completely honest, what would you want me to be doing at this point of recovery? I'm searching for jobs high and low as the days go by. I didn't expect to lose my last job, okay? Those guys gave up on me. I'm not giving up on myself. I'm out there actively looking for a new employer. So, you know, my resume's out there. Uh, my, the calls and emails have been shot out. Now just cross fingers, hope for the best. So that's one thing. That's what I do every morning when I wake up. And then I go to two hours or two and a half hours of physical therapy, which hurts like a bitch. Anybody who says that, you go there and you're like, oh, you feel so much better. No, they kick your ass. They're trying to get you back in gear. So therefore, that sucks. And after that, I'll go to the gym for two hours and I'll lift as heavy as I possibly can without straining the knee. So that's four hours, five, six hours of my day every day. That's not a vacation. That, that sucks, actually. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, would I go to the gym every day anyway? Yes, of course. I'm a gym goer. I'm a gym rat or whatever you want to call it. I like going. I like lifting. I see the progress that I'm making. Shit, man, if you knew me back in 2009, you saw the pictures. Like, I was just this blob of nothing, you know, like no muscle, just fat and eating everything in sight. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not skinny right now. Uh, I'm still got a nice gut going on. I mean, pictures, you know, clothing does wonders, okay? Like, I, I can wear a cutoff every day of the week. Show the arms, show the shoulders, shit, do all that stuff. But, yeah, of course you don't see the belly. Anybody who's come to the search pool has seen the belly, okay? But, I mean, I'm making progress. But that's my everyday grind, man. And when I'm in the pool, I'm not sitting there, you know, doing the backstroke, relaxing, catching a tan. If you see me, you notice that I don't even have a tan, meaning I'm not even out enough. And I'm trying to bust my ass rehab even more in the pool. So for anybody who thinks I have it on easy street right now, you're completely, completely in the wrong. I'm busting my ass day in and day out to get back to where I want to be. And that's in a professional wrestling ring. And that's where I just came from. And it was unbelievably awesome. Refreshing. Always, always refreshing to see some of the guys in there busting ass. Some of the girls, man. Sarah, Q. Uh, Vanity, who I saw at the gym the other day, you know, now, now it's coming kind of clear to me that these girls are, they're surpassing some of the guys. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Hopefully something happens good for these girls, you know, with PWS or, or anywhere. I know Jen uh, Vanity is booked elsewhere, you know, so she's found work. She's busting ass, you know, and of course you guys, the staples there are, are Dell, you know, the lifeguard still with the PWS streak of not missing one goddamn practice. He's there all the time. I got there a little early tonight. I got there at like 5.15. I beat everybody there. There was like two guys there. Big Tommy was there lacing them up. Sarah was there. And then, uh, you know, Dell comes in. And, but it, you know what the best part is? They always, always, always welcome me with open arms. And I talked to Mario Bacara tonight. And he another one that's just in your ear, but always positive, you know. He tells me it took him X amount of time to get back from a torn ACL. And not to rush it, but but keep coming to practice and keep learning and keep being around it. And that, that's actually the truth tonight. You know, I met a couple new guys, you know. You know I, unfortunately, I probably did too much that I should have because I should just be sitting there watching. But me being me, I just want to, I don't know, I'm so excited to see these new guys that I want to be like, all right, do this, do this, do this. You know, I'm just excited. So my bad uh, for getting too involved. But it, it was fun, man. I, I, I love seeing the guys. Bobby Wayward's there. Tommy's kicking ass. The birthday boy, CPA, was doing his thing. 
couple new faces that you're going to see on the scene real quick is a kid named Javier. Um, you know, he, he's busting ass. And, and same thing with this kid, uh, Jesse. We call him Jesus. We call him Pinkman. We call him all sorts of shit. Uh, he's doing great things. You know, a lot of, and, and new faces that I've never even seen before tonight. Legit. Two new guys I've never even been in contact with. But that just shows you the expansion of the school. You know, it shows you that we're, we're still making moves and we're still uh, bringing in new hungry talent. And everybody there w- was giving it everything they had. Like, there's no dog in it. You know, it's, it, it might be 85 out today, but it's 110 in that damn gym, man. And you got the girls bitching and whining with the volleyball. And, you know, it's just a, a you know, there's just so much shit going on. Because finally the rec center is open, so everybody wants a piece. But it's hot in there. It's hot breath. The, 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 the amount of people makes it even hotter. So, you know, kudos to these guys. I did it last uh, two years ago. It was a hot gym, man. I know that feeling. I know the sweat. My sweat was sweating. I was sweating there just look, watching tonight. So, but it's good to get back. It's good to see those guys. I was with a, a good portion of them on Saturday night for... Uh, Eddie from Shining Wizards uh, little 10 year reunion band which by the way I was always 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 against cover bands I'm not a big fan of cover bands I'm like come on man come up with your own shit but hey not gonna lie these guys kicked ass man and, and they turned me into a fan so as soon as I can get a, a shirt I'll, uh, I'll represent you guys <laughs> so I'm always a walking billboard I wear everybody's shirts I'm a Shining Wizards people are at the gym what the hell is a Shining Wizard I'm like, it's a podcast. And they're like, well, I thought it was a wrestling movie. I'm like, nah, nah, it's a podcast first. <laughs> so, which, by the way, uh, I think AJ hit a Shining Wizard on Monday, or at the pay-per-view, one of those two. So, uh, shout out to my friends over at the Shining Wizards. Yeah, so Saturday night was great. Getting there tonight was awesome. You know, I love seeing these guys, man. They're just, they're hard workers. They got a big 30 men over the top, on the spot title shot battle royal at uh, PWS All Fired Up. And I know that these guys, if they keep busting ass, that countdown's going to happen. And then, boom, here they are, you know, making their debut, making their own entrance, making their own, that rush. It's going to hit them just like it hit me, just like it hit anybody else. I mean, just as a reason, man, they, we had one in March, the, the on-the-spot thing. Was it Fe- no, February, I'm sorry, Fe- February. And when I came out, you know, Big O brought me out, and I came out, I was, dude, I, I still got video uh, uh, on my phone, and it's a rush, man. I go in there, and I... Unfortunately, the first one I run into was Dan Moff, and I was like, shit, now what? So, but yeah, man, so PWS making moves, all fired up is, it just keeps getting stacked, you know, I mean, news and news and news, we have Larry Johnson coming in, I, I mentioned that last week, um, 1031 show is is going to be out of control, um, I do know that there's, there's November and December have, have dates, we already got dates in the works for, for next year already, you know? So, I mean, these these big things are happening. It's just a matter of time before PWS just, they're already on the map, but they're going to just explode. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to come out of nowhere and just hit you before you even know it. Like, it's just going to come out of left field. You know, I understand it. And and this is funny because I was talking to Jay Silva of Two and a Half Wrestlers the other day, and he said, uh, how do you not know about Pro Wrestling Gorilla? And, like, I, I know of him. I, I don't educate myself on the indies so much. I don't. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've always been a, a WWE guy, you know, or WCW or ECW or whatever, the, the stuff on TV, you know, so I never followed the indies. But I know that they're, it's a spot fest out there, and people are just jumping over everything and just crazy good wrestling. And then you got Evolve and 
down down south you got the monster factory and, and the CZW death things and matches and blood everywhere. You know, so I wasn't really educated, but uh, I am now. And but I just think that on a production value, as far as the stage, the the, the Tron videos, the the ring, the lights, the atmosphere, it's PWS, man. Like it's just, and I'm not saying it because I work with them or or you know in the future or, or in the past. I just I've worked other places, and some places are just complete dog shit. One place shut their doors and reopened them and shut them down, and they're gonna feel the heat, brother. So. Oh, yeah, don't forget. I haven't forgot about you, clown. But I'm not even going to touch on that this week because that's exactly what he is. He's a clown. And I heard you pump gas. Oh, my God. Please. I mean, hey, kudos to you. You're employed and I'm not, so whatever. Uh, running down some WWE stuff. Again, I, I opened the show. Brock Lesnar's back going against John Cena. Of course, they got to they gotta sell. I know everybody's six-month subscriptions are coming up on the network, so you got to renew, right, or something? I don't even know. I don't know if it's going to renew automatically or they're just going to bang my credit card every month. I have no idea. But I know they got to keep coming with new, fresh ideas. Um, you know, so the Brock Cena thing, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, again, why again? Why has it got to be for the title? Well, because it has to be, man, of course. It's your champion versus the unstoppable Brock Lesnar. So, of course, they're going to they're gonna run with that. The fans are going to, and this is, this is a segue into my favorite part of Raw was the opening. You know, Triple H, man, you hit it right on the head. Hunter hit it right on the head, and this is something I've actually wrote about on my Facebook plenty of times, that you're still going to watch, regardless of how pissed off and ignorant and just upset and wah, I don't like the product on TV. It's, I'll never watch again. I'm turning it off. You're not. You're DVRing it, and you're watching it again and again and again until the next show's on. So stop. Again, Triple H hit it right in the head. He even says he watches Raw with his friend Mark, and I... Just like Eric said on his face, I lost my shit. I was like, he just called all of you marks. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, pause to take a little jug of water. I've been drinking way too much water lately. So we have a, I guess I was I was going to take, well, I'm waiting for Neem, but I'll take my first caller. I mean, obviously, Neem is not on yet. Thursday Night Destruction, how can I help you? Hello? All right, 610 number? No? Cool. Just calling in to listen, or well, now you're not going to listen anymore, so that's good. You out. Anyway, so back to WWE. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Triple H's speech just knocked it out of the park. I loved it. It was freaking phenomenal. Um, yeah, so tonight we have a, a really cool show. Um, we do have my friend Neem coming on. He is a movie producer. He is an editor-in-chief. He is uh, a husband. He's, he's everything. He's, he's the well-rounded um, force that is Neem. Uh, he's got his own production company. He's got, it's just the, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm still curious to know how this all came about. So clearly, once he calls on, we'll get the story. We'll get the update on all his movies. The movie that I'm going to be participating in eventually in August, um, Repentance. And he's also going uh, another movie called Home Invasion. Before that, he was producer of Ten Buck Baton, which it's a very interesting concept. We'll get more on that when he gets on. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be great. He's going to call in. The lines are going to be open. You're more than welcome to call in for him, for me. It doesn't matter. Um, and that's that. So, But uh, as far as eh, sports, my Yankees. How about them Yankees, huh? Six and one since the All-Star break. They're piecing together wins, which is great because, shit, we need them now. Scrap them together. 
if that's the way you got to do it, that's the way you got to do it. Um, yeah, so that's that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So six and one. The pitching sucks. I mean, they, they lost Tanaka. They lost CC. So I mean, it is what it is. We'll see what happens with them. And they got a couple tougher opponents ahead coming up. So that be that. So with that being said, I'm going to bring on the guest of the hour because nothing better than a little Neem action. Neem, what's going on, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? Oh, Thanks we're doing great, man. Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you for coming on. Every, you know, I've been told week in and week out, like, oh my God, what are you going to talk about now that there's no indie shows? You know, so I was like, I don't know. What the hell am I going to talk about? So it's a, it's a refresher and a different change of pace to bring you on. Um, again, I was introducing and singing your praises right before you called, uh, telling the world of. Of that you are probably one of the most busiest men in in this world right now. Um, for anybody, and including myself, who wants to be educated, how, basically the, the, the four W's, five W's, like who, what, where, when, and how, why cinema? What what got you into this? Like, tell the world your, your background. Man, you know, I, it's all kind of uh, accidental in a way, you know. It was, it was, I... You know, my background is in writing, so I, I just, uh, uh, I loved to write, I always loved to write, and then, you know, I eventually, um, in college, took a screenwriting course and just got in my blood, and um, my professor, who kind of mentored me, still, until today, we keep in touch and work on a script together, he's uh, he's an Emmy Award-winning uh, uh, writer, he wrote for the Joan Rivers show way back, you know, before for our time, for most of our listeners, your listeners' time, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, so, so he, uh, you know, so he, he, you know, he kind of mentored me and stuff. And so my background was in writing. Uh, in, initially, um, I always loved film, but as far as me being behind the camera and whatnot, that came more later on with the Ten Book Baton. I reached out to um, a friend of mine that I knew um, on a, you know, just strictly on a social level, wasn't, a business level at all. His name is Mike Boshu. He's this, you know, really prolific photographer. And I told him, I said, hey, I, I got this really great script. I know you've worked with a lot of people, Playboy models and Maxim models and, um, you know, men and women from all walks of the industry. And I told him, I got a couple of people attached to this script and, um, you know, maybe you can attach a couple other people that you know. It, I think I think, it's, I think it's pretty terrific. See what you think. And, um you know, maybe with some stars attached to it, we can uh, pitch it to some indie studios or whatnot. And he uh, he read it, he loved it. We, you know, one thing led to another. We decided, hey, you know, let's let's make this movie ourselves. And we, you know, we each had, we each brought our strengths to the table, and then we brought on our co-producer Oscar Maya and formed Montage Cinema, which is our company now, which is still going strong. And um, I directed the film. Mike was director of photography. Oscar produced it. We, um, you know, we made it happen. And, you know, a few film festivals and a few awards later. And now, you know, everyone's eyes are open. And, and, and here we are, you know, making, still making movies. And I'm, I'm still behind that camera, man. So it's, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been really exciting. Now, now for anybody who doesn't know, and this is educate myself, too, because I've only seen... I think the trailer and like shame on me for not seeing the thing. I don't know how to go about seeing it, but the 10 buck baton um, script or concept 
where the hell did you come up with that? Like, that's like, uh, like watching the trailer, it's like, wow, you know, that's pretty goddamn interesting. Like, well, who just sparked that idea where, you know what, like, let's follow a $10 bill around. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's actually really creative. You know, I was on the, you know, I'm from, I'm from Brooklyn, and I was on the subway from Manhattan to Brooklyn going home. So it wasn't like this, here again, accidental, right? You know, I, I wish, you know, I always tell people I wish I had, uh, more exciting stories. I have to come up with lies. <laughs> really because <laughs> it was really just simply, I'm sitting on the subway, uh, I think by Atlantic Avenue, and I saw a guy give another guy money. Um, I guess, I don't know, I guess the guy said maybe, you know, spot me a couple bucks or whatever. He was just standing by the door talking. He gave him money and he left. And I don't know, I just kind of got this idea, like, Bill, like, where, like, where's that guy going? Like, what's he going to go do? And, and, you know, and then he's going to go and he's going to spend it. And, like, if that Bill can talk, like, how many stories can it tell? And I decided to jot down ideas. I still have the the piece of paper that I started, you know, I'm kind of old school. I like to, like, kind of write stuff down. Um, and it's a piece of paper with all the gibberish that I wrote down, all the ideas and all the concepts and um, eventually kind of became kind of like this sort of, you know, a lot of the fans of the film, and I don't think there's a bigger compliment than this, but they kind of compare it to a Seinfeld or a Tarantino thing and that there's all these things and they kind of, you know, they tie together and, you know, later on you're like, oh, my God, that's that guy from the beginning and how did he get there? And um, So, yeah, so we kind of just follow this $10 bill and every time the bill changes hands, we follow that person and, um, people really responded to it, man. I mean, I, you, you know, you never know. I mean, you do, I mean, you're, you know, you're a creator yourself. And you always know. It's like you, you go out there, you do something, you don't know who's going to like it. And people really responded to it. I mean, we won a number of awards, including, um, you know, the best <clears throat> feature film, the New York LA International Film Festival. We also won the Audience Award, which to me is kind of really cool. It's like winning, you know, it's a you know much smaller version of winning you know an, an Oscar and, and the People's Choice you know it's like you won the, 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 the suits gave you the award but also the people chose you yeah. for this film so that, that was that was um, very cool for me I, in a way I kind of like the Audience Award even better because it was like the, the, the people picked it you know yeah so um, yeah so that's so that's that's kind of where the concept came up from man I just kind of like just started thinking about where the bill comes from and the little shorts, the short, the, the stories that, you know, intertwine were just kind of like out of my crazy warped head. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. Now for anybody who obviously hasn't seen it, like myself, is there a way at this point, I mean, if there's not, there's not, but is there a way at this point that people can actually see this film? Well, we're looking at um, distribution on, on, on Amazon and, and sites like that. So, uh, stay tuned, but in the meantime, people can go to uh, youtube.com slash 10 and I think also 10 com. we direct there, so it's T-N-B-U-C-K-B-A-T-O-N, and they'll see the trailer, and they'll see a, a crap load of, of behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that's, you know, a lot of fun, and, you know, again, the primary thing is they'll see the trailer, kind of whet their appetites, and, uh, and, uh, you know, just follow me on, on social media, um, you know, Instagram and Twitter, it's at Neem Basha, so it's N-E-E-M underscore B-A-S-H-A, and I uh, I will be sure to let everyone know when it's available on, uh, for, for purchase, because a lot of people are actually asking, and I, I'm really humbled by that support, and you have people telling you, hey, I want 
your product, when is it going to be out? Like people are demanding it, and that's 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 really really cool. And so, um, so you know, it, you know, again, it's meme underscore Basha. Follow me there, and you'll get you'll definitely be the first people to know when it's out. So that's very cool, man. Um, so. Now, obviously, the the movie, I mean, in itself was an awesome concept. But for anybody, before we get into your, you know, your new projects and what's going on currently in your life, um, I mean, you're a writer by trade. You said that was your first love, and then you obviously had you took the screenwriting class. You fell in love with that that realm. Uh, how exactly, like, what goes into getting the movie? You know what I mean? Like, I, I know it's probably a, a story you could probably tell all day, but like in a nutshell. Um, how does how do you make a movie, man? Like, how do you just like say, okay, you know what? This is my concept. This is my idea. I'm gonna put it on paper. Now it's what you got to cast. You got to get the equipment. You got to get the scenery. You got to get you know what I mean. Like, what what goes into all that? A lot. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I could have done it without without my partners. I mean, uh, Mike. You know, he had a, a, a truckload of of um, you know he he had the equipment. Which you know, and he actually you know bought additional equipment when we were shooting, and, and you know Oscar got uh, a great background. You know he's he's the VP of talent for Frontline Entertainment Agency based out of Jersey, so he's got you know uh, you know uh, years worth of uh, background in, in the industry, and we all brought our strengths. You know, so Oscar um, worked with a lot of talent, and we we casted his agency cast. And as far as locations, we um, we kind of went the grassroots the grassroots route with that in terms of uh, locations. Man, we actually just visited locations. Either, I mean, every location was authentic. The bank was real, the strip club was real, the, the car dealership was real. Like everything was at an actual location. Um, nothing was was a sort of a studio, obviously, because you know, you know, wasn't like at a back lot like you might see in Hollywood studio picture because. There's an indie film. If you want to look real, it's got to be real. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we went the grassroots route, man. We went to friends and, and you know, and, and said, hey, you, you know, I want to shoot your car dealership. Or we would visit a bank. And, I mean, the bank the bank story was actually probably the best story because we, we had a bank lined up. And a couple of days before, they flaked on us. Mm. Um, so we, we visited this other bank and said, hey, you know, and meanwhile, we've got an actor coming from L.A. We've got cop car uh, there for the scene. You know, we've got everything lined up for the scene, but now we don't have the location because the guy walks oh, out of the Jesus. bank and he's supposed to get mugged and whatnot. Uh-huh. So we went to this other bank in Brooklyn, Marathon Bank, and we said, hey, listen, you know, we want to do this movie. So we like, oh, let us think about it. Um, when do you guys want to do it? We're like, Sunday. <laughs> so like, this Sunday, we're like, yeah, we got everything lined up. We want to shoot on Sunday. They're like, well, it's like Wednesday now. Like, you know, it's and obviously the bank doesn't open on Sunday, but they were super cool. I, I talked to the branch manager and, and, and the president and whatnot, and they uh, accommodated us and they opened the bank on Sunday for us, you know. And um, you know, we, we we haven't forgotten a single person who us out along the way, and you know, we still continue to give them exposure and whatnot. And yeah, so basically, um, as far as the equipment, the locations, the casting, you know, that that all came from our strengths. As far as actually getting down and dirty and, and directing and, and making the film, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it kind of came naturally to me, you know, I, 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 and it, it, I mean, I had a lot to learn. Don't get me wrong. It's not like 
you know, it just came naturally in that, you know, first day, and I was, I was man, I mean, I still look back now and, and see, you know, like film and see, like, that some mistakes that I know I made that a viewer may not pick up on, but, like, I look at it, and I'm like, that sucks. But, um, but it, you know, it came relatively naturally to me in terms of um, creating that vision and working with these actors and directing these actors and... Um, uh, it, it, I, honestly, I, I, I don't know how we did it. I mean, it was a feature film. It was the first time we all worked together, it was a feature. It wasn't a short film. It wasn't a music video. It was a feature film that took months upon months to create. It was very involved, um, you know, after, you know, post-production, you know, the editing. We had an awesome editor, Carlos Berrios, and, you know, we had to redo a lot of the sound in the studio because the sound was shitty because you're out in street shooting and trucks are passing by. I mean, there's so much involved, man. Right? Yeah, the fact I can that only it got imagine. done for me, the fact that it got done was, you know, victory as far as I was concerned. That, like, I was like, that's... you know, so proud of my, and then, you know, there's so many, Dave, there's, there's so many, and, you know, I mean, this uh, you'd have to be in the industry to know this. I mean, it's something that people probably know, common knowledge. There's probably tens of thousands of scripts written every, every year. And of those tens and tens of thousands of scripts, um, you know, a handful get made, man. And, and those that get made, even fewer than those um, get, any, you know, get anywhere. So for me, not only to finish the filming, that right there, for me, I was like, you know what, I, I did it. You know, we did it. My team, we all did it. And then for it to get into film festivals, like we got to cut it to one, and it was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, and then we got to cut it to another, and then another, and another, and then okay, award and award. And it's like this is happening right now. Like holy shit, you know, it, it was just, it was it's an unbelievable feeling, and it's a high that I don't think I'm ever gonna come down from. You know, it's 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 something that is, you know, indescribable. And, you know, people tell me, I, I can't imagine what it's like you write a script and then now it's a movie. And I'm like, I did it, and I still have a hard time grasping it. So. It, just seems, uh, it just seems like it's headache after headache after headache, but at the end of it, it's like that ultimate satisfaction of, like, yes, it's over, and it's, it's on the screen, and there it is. But it's just, I mean, that seems friggin' cool. It seems like it's grueling. It seems like it's like the biggest pain in the ass, but it's also, it seems like it'll be the most rewarding pain in the ass when it's all said and done. Segue into what's going on right now. Um, now, how long ago was it that 10 Buck Baton was released? When, when did you get finished with all that? What year was that? Well, we got finished with all that uh, 2000, I want to say like December 2012 into January 2013 was when it was in the camp. No okay. more editing, so, no more nothing, done, 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 done. And then 2013 was when we were touring the festival circuit. As a matter of fact, a little bit 2014, we did that screening in March at the New York Film Academy, which was a huge honor. I mean, one of the biggest schools in the country saying, hey, we like your film. We want to screen it for our students, and we want you to do Q&A after. That's so pretty badass. Between 2013 and, and 2014 was when we were uh, touring the festival circuit. As you know, we went down to you know, Atlanta for a film festival. You know, there was a... It was a, a roller coaster ride, so that's when uh, that, that's when that was uh, released. Now, after that, now you're going on this roller coaster ride. You're going to different places and screenings, and 
and and you know the all uh, the New York thing and it's all happening. So now who gets the who gets the itch to say you know what that was awesome, but let's make two more movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not not just one, <laughs> but now you're simultaneously <laughs> making two. Like I now I can understand it going into like how much it goes into making one movie. But how in the hell are you swinging this where you're making two movies, one entitled Repentance, one entitled Home Invasion? How, what's, what's that been like? I mean, doing two things and, at once. And the music video, but who's counting, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, saw, I saw pictures from the music video. That seems like it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, well, well, first of all, I mean, you know, and, and you you, you got to know this. And, you know, I'm sure you have an unscratchable itch to get back in the ring, and that's kind of how it feels to get back behind the cameras for me whenever I'm not, uh, whenever I'm, in, you know, in between projects. Um, and Repentance actually happened based on the strength of Ten Buck Baton. Um, again, I guess the people's eyes were open. And uh, someone came to me um, who had seen the film, a gentleman by the name of Greg Arden. He's got, um, he owns Arden Street Science Gym in, in Brooklyn. And he came and he said, listen, I want, I want to do a film, um, you know, based around the gym, something having to do with the gym. I'll leave the creativity up to you, but I want to do something there. And, you know, he, he, he was going to, you know, he's going to executive produce the film and whatnot. And, but as far as creative, uh, will be on, on me and, uh, as far as the script, and then um, we'll cast and we'll do everything that we only did. So, um, yeah, I wrote the script, and, you know, he loved it. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. I had some, some of the actors from Tembo come and audition, as a matter of fact, for Repentance, and they were like, you wrote this? They're like, yeah. like this is great, but it, it, it's not funny. Like, Tembo was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, this is not a comedy. It's very dark. Now what is like, now, so, now not, I'm not trying to cut you off, but like what is yeah. the what is the the story behind repentance? What what are people going to be expecting to see? Well, repentance is is a story about um, like I said, he came. He wanted to do something about the gym, but I, I, I'm I'm a storyteller, you know. So I didn't want it just to be okay. Hey, let's let's shoot in the gym, have people fight, so, that, so he can get you know just to give this guy his gym, get exposure and whatever. I wanted to build it around something. So there's the, the, the huge climax and a good bulk of the film is going to be at the gym and it's still going to be kind of a boxing-ish sort of tale, but it, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot deeper than that. And basically Repentance is about a guy, Haskell Reed, who's played by Berto Colon, who is actually a recurring guest star in Orange is the New Black. Um, and as a matter of fact, he's actually flip-flopping now. Like He shoots with us some days and then um, other days he's also shooting Orange is the New Black Season 3. So um, Haskell Reed, uh, Alberto plays Haskell Reed, who comes out of prison and is, like a lot of people who come out of prison, uh, mistreated and shunned by a lot of people in in, uh, in his neighborhood and in, in, in society in general because they know what he's done. And initially in the film, we don't know what he did. But, well, you know, we kind of feel bad for the guy who's getting treated, you know, some kind of way because of, you know, crime that he had committed and paid his debt for and repented and, you know, literally and figuratively repented and, you know, between him and, you know, spiritually he repented and emotionally and everything. But people don't want to give him 
another chance. And he goes and eventually he goes and he finds um, solace in in this gym, his last resort. After everybody kind of turns him away, he goes to the gym that he worked out at and they kind of welcome him back. Um, and, um, you know, uh, among the among the people at the gym that welcome him back is Greg is going to be playing himself. We got Alubis, the manager, going to be played by Cypher Sounds from Hot 97. Um, Eddie, played by Giovanni uh, Oliveira, and these guys welcome him back. But he's not done, and he still has to face his past in the gym, which is kind of where the rage and climax comes in. And, I, you know, the words of Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, I can't give away the ending because it's the only one we've got, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's quite the climax. And um, people, cool, are really cool. it. people are going to really walk away with feeling just torn because, I mean, it's like we do as a society kind of judge people and, and, and you know, I hate to use the word hate, but it's a strong word, but kind of hate them because of their involvement in crime. But now you're seeing the human side of it, you know, instead of just seeing him as a mugshot and the news, oh, this guy did this. You're seeing him, the person, the human side of it. You're seeing the reason behind why he did what he did. And you are kind of feeling bad for him. So you're kind of torn. So you don't really know whose side to take. So there's really a lot of, there's really a lot of gray areas in film. And I think people are really going to dig in. People are really going to take something away from it. Very cool. Very cool. Now, obviously, you're doing that. And another movie with a uh, a buddy of mine, Michael Leiter, uh, it, um, Home Invasion. What is, I mean, does the... Does the title kind of give it away, or is that basically what we're looking at here? Somebody's breaking into somebody's house and whatever. What's that all about? Somebody's breaking into somebody's house. A couple of guys, Mike Leader being one of them, who uh, is super talented. And, uh, you know, between you and me and everyone who's listening, he's so talented that I I literally wrote that role for him. Um, Um. you know, I, I, I had no intention of casting anyone else in that role. Like, I wrote it with Mike Leader in mind. Um, you know, Tarantino writes for Sam Jackson. I write for Mike Leader. What can I tell you? The but, kid, uh, kid's got talent, man. He's uh, he's an interesting he's, fellow. He's very talented. Yeah. And so um, there's a couple. They're in the middle of a domestic dispute. She's accusing him of cheating on her. He's, uh, he's denying it. They're going back and forth. And all of a sudden, here come these home invaders to rob them. So now here they are, they're, they're dealing with their domestic issue. And now they're dealing with these invaders, you know, to a point where the woman is so angry with her husband that she doesn't even, you know, at one point she says, I don't really even like, whatever, like get your guns out of my face. I don't even care about that. Seeing my husband get ready to go meet another woman is worse than any home invasion you can do. So she's, she's fed up with the husband. He's denying vehemently and now you got this other factor with the home invaders there, um, so they got to kind of work out their issues with this, with this, you know, X factor going on with these invaders. Um, but here again, and, and everyone who has seen Ten Buck Baton, everyone who's familiar with my writing, there's, there's quite a bit of twist along the way. And again, the, you know, the, the climb to the ending is is, is it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty rocking and not going to see it coming. But at the yes. end of the day, it's, it's, it's a really – so that's, that's the concept behind it. you got family fighting. you got this home invasion going on, and something's got to give. 
So that's both wild. these films, that's, yeah, we're shooting them uh, concurrently, and that's what's going on. That's that's some crazy, crazy shit, man. I mean, I, I just I can't get enough of it. Um, I do want to touch on more things, but I got somebody who's calling in. I don't know who it is. Obviously, sometimes you just see a number crossover. Um, obviously, it could be a question for you. It could be a question for me. I'm not sure. Uh, a 917 number. This is Dave Destruction with Neem. Who is this? Hi, my name is David. Hi, David. What's going on, man? What's How up, you Dave? doing? How you doing? I wanted to ask you, and I'm, I'm always curious with directors and writers. Um, when, you, when you write a movie and then you go to um, – and you see people watching it and the reactions, you know, and they like the, the movie. How, how does that, like, uh, you know, how does that play with your emotions? I mean, how, how do you feel when someone uh, likes the movie and walks up to you and, and makes a, you know, positive comment about it? And that's, you know, that's, that's the best feeling in the world. You know, it's funny you should ask that, Dave, because the first, um, the first time it was on the big screen, I'm sitting there in the Clearview Cinemas, uh, watching this film, people are chopping popcorn, watching my movie on a 2100 square foot screen, and I'm, you know, and obviously I know what's coming. I know when the jokes are coming, I know, and every time I I know something's coming up, I brace myself. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, because the worst thing for a, for a you know, for a comedian uh, is sometimes they don't laugh. And so I'm great, and then, and then they erupt in laughter, and the movie theater erupts in laughter like every every single time, and it just felt really really great, man. We come up to you and compliment you on your work. I never get told it's really, you know, people until today they they, they write me, they compliment me on my work, and you know that 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 doesn't get old, man. I mean that that's really the, the kind of feedback that you want to hear. And for, to know that it's sincere, to be sitting in that movie theater and know that. You know the difference between polite applause and like that real rocking laughter, and people really, really appreciated the film. So that that's that's an immeasurable feeling, man. I, I can't I can't speak enough about it. So well, I appreciate that. I'm definitely looking forward to the you know to the movie, uh, and I'm really excited to see it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, appreciate well, thank, you. All right man. thank you very thank much you. for the call, Dave. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. I was actually just, I was going to touch on that. Like, when you're watching your own movie, it's kind of like, and I'm not trying to segue into pro wrestling here, but I'm saying, like, Shawn Michaels said it best, that once you come out of, the, like, out of that curtain and you bust through that curtain, you need a reaction. You know what I mean? Like, you need something. Either they're going to hate you and boo you and, and throw shit at you, or they're going to cheer you and, and cry in happiness because you're coming out. I guess in the movie world, it's better to see the positive reaction. I know. Have you have you faced any? I guess with Ten Buck Baton and obviously the nobody knows much about the movies going on now because they're very very early stages of of filming. But like, have you heard any of like I guess quote haters and how do you deal with that? Like being a we're all touchy. I mean, wrestlers are divas, and I know you guys have your own feelings too. So how do you how do you actually cope with the the naysayers and the negative? Well, you know, it it it's easier now because of the fact that um, the movie got such a positive response. So, um, when you when you have such validation, no, no movie, whether it's whether it costs, you know, whether it's an indie film that you know, or it costs a billion dollars to make, no movie is going to satisfy everyone. And I and I get that you have you have to go in knowing that you have to go in knowing that this is not this is not for everyone. And um, you know, uh, take films like 
I don't know, Dumb and Dumber, or that some people love, some people hate. Now, doesn't mean it's a bad film. You just that's not what you like. So you have to kind of be okay with that. But it's hard to be. It would it would be hard to be okay with people not liking it if I didn't get the validation that I got from the film festivals, from the awards, from and most importantly from being in the theater and hearing the people people roar. Um, you know, I do pan the audience when I'm in a film, and I do see who's kind of sitting there on their hands, and there have been instances of that. Some people may just not like that kind of humor. Um, but I, it's easier to, to swallow that when you have, you know, an, an overwhelming majority of people that, that do like it. Um, if if it didn't get, you know, accepted to any festivals or whatever, and I, and I said, hey, Dave, why don't you a couple of buddies come over to the house and watch this movie I did, watch it on DVD, and you guys sat there with your, you know, I don't, and, and didn't laugh or anything, I probably would, you know, have a hard time kind of handling that, even though, like, I'm proud that I finished the project, but I want people to like it. So now that the overwhelming majority of people and, and, and festival judges and whatnot seem to like it, uh, it's easier to handle the haters. But it, it's it's always um, it's always positive um, reactions that I've gotten. I think most people, if they don't... Um, you know, have anything nice to say? No, I, I, you got to be really like the scum of the earth to just to come to me specifically to tell me I hated your movie. Like no one's gonna do that. They'll, they hate. Well, it. no. Well, no. You I'm know. talking about like I'm talking about like you've seen the forums. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, all right. For instance, you see like a, a story on WrestleZone.com or, or or some kind of wrestling website or anything for that matter. Could be a movie. Right. But you'll see like these forums where people will just trash it to shit, and it's like, what do you like? I, I get everybody's got their flavor, but God, like you know, let it go, man. You know, like some of these guys are just like, I'll never watch this shit again. Blah 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 blah. You know, so like, I guess, I mean, yeah, considering the success of Ten Buck Baton, you're not going to see a lot of the the hate, and maybe it'll kind of get overshadowed by all the positivity, which you know, which is great, you know, obviously. But, you know, I guess you're right. Everybody has their flavor, and you'll just have to deal with it the way you dealt with it. But that's that's actually pretty badass that you sat in a theater and you got to watch people laugh at your stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy it. Like, I'm out there doing what I'm doing, and I'm hoping to God I get reactions. Because if you don't, it's like, oh, shit. You're going to go to the blocker room, and you're going to say, well, that sucked. You know what I mean? And then, like, I'll show people, like, videos of me wrestling. And if they're not impressed, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess, okay, I guess it's not your flavor, or I suck, or, or something like that. But I guess it's in the business and entertainment world of this all, considering both movies and wrestling, I guess it's easy to uh, take some on the chin when there's so much good that, that's already followed it. So kudos to you on that. And, uh but all right, yours, so yours, now yours is harder, man. You know, I don't know how you guys do it because like if they they're shitting on you and you have to finish this match, like what do you do? But you know, it's 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 a, it's it's tougher. I mean, you know, it's a lot you tougher. Know it's live theater, I, man. Yeah, I I want to get to the point where on that on that Shawn Michaels level where I remember those matches and I've watched way too much shit over the last couple of months recovering, so like I've seen this. But, like, Shawn Michaels will have somebody in a, in a chin lock or something really boring, and people will start chanting boring, you know? And then you're like, you're, you're chanting boring to Shawn Michaels. He looks at the crowd and says, I'm boring. Like, I've seen him say, like, I'm boring? Okay. And then just continues the chin lock, you know? So, like, you have that confidence that you don't give a shit. They paid customers, and they do what they want. Me, being only two years in, 
I'm hoping to God that I get some kind of good reaction, either booze or cheers or whatever. But yeah, live right. <laughs> live entertainment is just a little different. But um, right. the movies, the movies itself, like Repentance and 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 uh, Home Invasion, I'm excited for them. You know, and I've been trying to tell people that I'm going to be in one of these scenes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about that. I want to be on set. I want to see how this all actually works. Uh, you know, I've loved theater and I've loved the movies ever since I could sit in a movie. I can tell you right now, my first movie was No Holds Barred with my dad, of course. And he wonders why I love wrestling the way I do. <laughs> he decided to want me to put me in a, a shitty situation uh, to watch Zeus and Hulk Hogan do battle. But with that being said, we have another caller. Hopefully it's for you, because I got nothing tonight. So, uh, 718 number, you're on with Dave Destruction, and you're also on with Neem. Who am I talking to? Andrew. Oh, I'm sorry, say it again? It's Andrew. Andrew, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey Andrew. Good, good. How are you? Hey, how good, are good. you? All right, Shoot. well, I just wanted to, first of all, um, I've been following you for a little bit, Neem, and, and I just want to say congratulations, man. You've been doing a great job. Um, well, I really wanted to find out. First of all, how long did, did it take you to put ten bucks together? Uh, now you say you've been following me. Have you actually seen ten bucks? I did actually. I got to see it in uh, New Jersey. That's uh, in Bergen, uh, in the Bergen Festival. The Bergen Field at the, the, the Bergen Field Film Festival. The Clearview Cinema is the one I just referenced. Uh, cool. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it took man. 2011, January 2011 was the day we started casting. Uh, and we finished production. Keep it in mind now, everybody that's, that's doing this has, you know, day jobs. So it's not like we can just say, okay, two months, let's just knock this out, you know, two months in a row, you know. So we're trying to balance around people's day jobs. And, you know, and as you saw, Andrew, the ensemble of Ten Buck Baton was quite a few people. I mean, Dave, you never saw the film, but you can imagine we're following this $10 bill, so you can imagine there's quite a few characters. I mean, there's about 60 speaking parts from a guy who has, like, one line to obviously the main characters. Not everyone has, you know, but there's there's a lot of parts. So we're trying to coordinate these actors, trying to coordinate the locations, everything. So it went um, well into the fall. You know, I'd say we probably shot around 35, 40 days total, but, I mean, scattered around. So went to the fall. And then from there, um, post-production took most of uh, 2012 as far as editing and then putting the uh, sound, you know, fixing up the sound and whatnot. So I want to say, you know, altogether between, you know, stops and starts, day jobs, et cetera, about eight, uh, about eighteen months to two years. Wow! Um, before before Jesus he was in the can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah man. We're balancing. Now, we're balancing fifty different things. So, you know. Now I was talking to a couple of the cast members, and as far as I understood from them, the beginning scene where the cops are in that alleyway with uh, with the muggers. Right. Uh, I, they were saying that those two never met. Is that? Oh, right. they, 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 but they were in the scene together. I assume you were yeah. talking to to Jonathan Dwight, actor that plays Barry. Right. Um, yeah, Dave. This is this is actually. A, you know, I'm glad Andrew brought this brought this up. It's uh, actually an interesting story. So here we are. We're on set. We got this actor from LA. Um, the second time he's there, we don't want to. 
bring, he's leaving the next day. We don't want to bring him out again. We got the cop car there. We got, you know, everything's ready to go. Guy's supposed to come out of the bank. Now, we already shot the interior bank. This is him just coming out of the bank. He gets mugged. The cops pull up to save him. All of a sudden, uh, one of the cops, Barry, call, Jonathan Dwyer, who plays Barry, calls us and says, uh, his mother actually calls us to tell us that he got into an accident and he's in the hospital. And so, you know, obviously I'm thinking, A, is he okay? And B, um, can he say something? <laughs> and, you know, I, I will admit that my concerns were not necessarily in that order, <laughs> but, you know, because I did have a movie to finish and he shot a bunch of scenes and he's one of the leads. And I was like, is he going to finish this movie? Um, he wound up being able to finish it, but that day, I'm like, okay, he's supposed to pull up with the other cop, and they're supposed to go after the mugger, and they're supposed to... So I, so I do some rewrites, Dave, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, give me some time to think. So I go off into, into pizzeria, and I sit down, and I'm doing some rewrites, and I rewrite the interactions between the characters. Barry was supposed to interact with Cliff, the guy who got mugged, um... In the end, I wound up having the other guy talk to him, and they were talking to just something off-camera being Barry. And even when they were in the alleyway, they were, when you see the film, they're, they're, the characters are like two feet apart in the alleyway. But the way I shot it, I, I shot like the other cop and Cliff, and then when Barry was better, we brought him over. The other actor was already in L.A. We brought him over, shot his stuff, and when you piece it all together, it looks like they were there, but they've never met. And, um, wow. <laughs> but they're in, they're in this very intimate, uh, setting together. Like literally they're three feet apart, uh, in an alleyway and they're talking to each other. And we just had body doubles there to kind of give them their eye line so they can see what they're, but, uh, we shot everything with Barry on his own and with the other cop, the muggers weren't there. Cliff wasn't there. Nobody was there when we, except for the two cops when we did the scene with Barry and he finally came out of the hospital. And that, but that day when he couldn't come, I was like, we have a cop car here. You know, we, we, we got the actor here. Like, what did we do? It wasn't even like a regular day where we just saw everybody, everybody go home with suit another time. There were a number of X factors that made it impossible for us to just do this particular scene another day without flying the actor back from LA and all that. We didn't want to do that. So, um, made it happen and magic of movie making they're they're having a conversation in the alleyway but not really <laughs> wow that is pretty well, damn we, interesting <laughs> i'm fascinated by all this i'm fascinated well i just want to say uh name congratulations first of all and uh you know you kept me interested a guy who barely watches movies kept me very interested in the movie man and congratulations and best of luck to you i know you're working on a few different projects Good luck, man. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew, for the call. I appreciate that. And, Neem, this is turning into the Neem show, man. This is, I don't have to do shit tonight. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) This is the easiest thing I've ever done. No, but uh, that's awesome. It's it's great to see the following and people that are actually uh, into your movies and and following your progress. And if only I can get fans to follow my whole progress, that'd that'd be great. Yeah, you do, you do. I see it all the time. People, people, uh, yeah. people like you. People love your work. Um, as far as you being in the film, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, for people that don't know, Dave, Dave, and I um, 
do have a, a, a working relationship. I'm, I don't want to come and do the show. I'm sorry if you had something no, else to talk about. No, I was going to kind of. Start, no. I was going to start talking about how wonderful you are. You know, if that's all right. Oh, you know? by all means, bro. By all means. <laughs> <go for it. laughs> So Dave, Dave, Dave is, you know, he and I, you know, we have a really, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we go to the neighborhood bar and, you know, we're, we're buddies and, you know, but I've kind of, you know, we've been following each other professionally for a little while. I've been following what he's been doing with, with the, with PWS. And, um, I, you know, I came to him, I said, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm the editor in chief of, of, of Institute magazine. It's, it's, it's awesome, fashion and entertainment magazine. It's really on the rise. And I think, you know, I like what you guys are doing, man, and I and I like to use my magazine, you know, uh, as a platform to, um, you know, to elevate people. I mean, I, actually, John Shoemate, the publisher, and Joe Nunez, and they're great guys. And it was my film that actually put me in the limelight. That you know, they actually featured me in the magazine, and that's when they. When John, in conjunction with seeing the film, said, oh, man, I love your writing. It's witty. You know, come back to the magazine. And a couple of months later, here I am, the editor-in-chief, because, you know, I, you know, I, did, I, go, I go all in. So all of a sudden now, you know, he saw my commitment, and, you know, I, I really, you know, obviously appreciate, um, appreciate that. And I like to pass that along. If there's someone, something that fits within the magazine that I can – um, do for other people that would also, I think, you know, bring something to the table for the magazine. I want to do it. So PWS, I said, hey, let me feature this company. Uh, you guys are doing great things. And in conjunction with doing that, um, I happened to mention to Dave that, you know, I'm looking for a fitness writer. And he said, you know, well, I write. And I said, you're a wrestler, bro. And he said, yeah, but I write. And I said, all right. I said, well, let's write example. You're not you're not uh, understanding what I'm saying. Yes, I wrestle, but yes, I write. <laughs> I used to do this shit. <laughs> right, like you're a wrestler. Like, do you even know how to read? No, I'm just, I'm just, ah. so he, um, most, most of us don't. So that's okay. <laughs> so, um, so I get the writing sample. He's terrific, and he's been he's been he's been my fitness writer since late 2013. Um, and uh, you know. You involved Dave's involved in a lot of stuff. So yeah, so definitely when when we're you know we're doing a boxing scene, and uh, Dave's gonna come and kind of be part of it and kind of be one of the grapplers and and uh, you know being part of this big production and, and um, uh, you know he's you know you're an entertainer as it is. I mean you know you go out there and you do it. So you know you do it live. So I'm sure you can do it with. Uh, Stops and starts and take one and take two and take three and take four. So well, gonna I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't want I don't want to toot my own horn, but in fifth grade I did win most dramatic. So I knew right there that <laughs> something was going to give. I was either. I mean, I, some people because I don't know what some people are talking about. They call me dramatic. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's just weird. So um, <laughs> so that's that's being mad. Fifth but grade, yeah, I played fifth grade. I played Curly in Oklahoma. In school play, so, yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. See, it all starts somewhere, man. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, exci- I'm excited to get up to Brooklyn and see how this is all created because I, I definitely want to, you know, it's something I've been dying to do. So when you told me there was a reschedule, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. But it turned out that I had a, a great show last week with my guests, you know. So whenever you're ready, you tell me. I'm getting better by the day as far as knee. I could probably do a little more down the road, so that's fun. I can't wait for that. So speaking of the the magazine that you made mention to, yes, I, I do write in the magazine, and I'm having a great time doing it. And it's it's gotten 
it's gotten bigger. You know, like I could see like I could see the the following that the magazine gets, and I'm excited about it. And I do own a couple of the hard copies, and I appreciate all you've done for me as far as uh, getting me on the map and making me a published writer. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, definitely humbling. I mean, it's and it's also I've been able to give it a little bit more, obviously, because, uh, you know, right now I'm stuck in a situation where I can't do as much as I'd be wanting to do. So I got a lot of free time on my hands, and it's, it's been incredible. And, I, you know, I'm excited I got to profile, you know, a bunch of people from, you know, Jackie for, you know, her, her, uh, her story with the, the, the football and then get, introducing me to Bikini Girl, which is interesting. <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting interview. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, uh, I also, you know, also profiling uh, the fiancé's brother, who is just, he's on a tear. This kid is just unreal. I mean, that's introducing Scott Simpson. I mean, that, that kid's a monster. And he's actually, you know, he's part of the inspiration with me going to the gym. You know, this kid came from being this meatball to just this shredded monster that is him. So I'm just, <laughs> I follow his lead. But, uh, yeah, man, the magazine's been great. I'm glad it's taken off. I'm, I'm a little upset I didn't get to go to the last party. But I know there's one scheduled for September, right? There's something going on? September 14th um, is going to be our big um, six-year anniversary event. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, the location to be announced soon. Um, again, you know, uh, give us a follow. Obviously, most of you guys follow Dave. Give me a follow at meme underscore Basha, and I will keep you posted on that. Or, or you follow Dave with the... Location will be announced soon. All the details will be announced soon, but it's going to be a, a, a rocking party September 14th, celebrating the six-year anniversary, man. And yeah, the, the, the magazine is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and people uh, people are really responding to it. And and you know what, you're you're part of that growth, man. And, and as the magazine continues to climb and, and continues to get bigger and continues to take over the industry, um, you know, you're 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 part of that. I mean, the magazine six years, so that means you know, you're here almost a year. So that means you're that's a good chunk of time that you're you've been, you know, with us. So um, that's 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 pretty cool, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you know we can all go on this ride together and, and kind of help out help other people out along the way. You know, people that people that deserve it. That's that's really what I feel like. It's kind of a Responsibility, even man, when you get when you get a certain level of success, and, and by no means do I think that I've arrived where you know I want to be. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever feel like I've arrived. I'm always going to feel like just me. But um, you know, when you get to a certain level of success and in, 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 in notoriety, I think it's almost like a responsibility for you to kind of you know put put your hand out and let help people get in that same door that, that you entered. And, you know, and you know, the rest is up to them. I mean, I gave you an opportunity. You could have, you, you'd either, you could have either taken it or squandered it. And you, you know, you, you took it and you ran with it and you, you've been awesome. And, and, you know, that's why I don't have any doubt you're going to, you know, come on board and, and you, you're really going to experience, it's really going to be an awesome scene that you're going to experience because production value is going to be huge. You're going to have a couple of big name stars there. And I have no doubt that you're gonna you're gonna run with it because there's nothing that I've given you thus far that you've that you haven't been you know you haven't given you know 200 percent to. So now is this um, now is this the uh, now is this the now this is the six year anniversary party? Was the last year's party that I was at was that the five year or is that mouse? Last year was the five year, right? Okay, yeah. Right. Me and a couple of the PWS studs came up there and 
you got to see these guys. They, they were Neanderthals. They were waiting for the people to come out. Those guys, those butler-looking people with the food, they just, they just, what? And Steph just told me that she didn't get to eat anything because every time somebody came out with a tray of food, leave it up to Damian Gibbs and, and Bowens and, and uh, Mike Dell to rush <laughs> the guy to the point where he couldn't even get to anybody else. So that's, well, this uh, that's, year, uh, I'm part, I'm, you know, you know, I'm part of the planning with John, and you know we're 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 making sure this year there's going to be plenty of food. I promise you that. They're making you know, sure you have my word. This is this, is, this, is, this is recorded, right? You can play yeah. Well, I'm back. saying you she can can't always... she can't hear you. She can't hear. But I'll just re- relay it. He said he's in charge of the food this year, and he said there's going to be plenty of food this year. So thumbs up from Steph. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not in charge of the food, but John John is planning it, and we're you know we're, okay. you know I'm 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 working with him on the planning, and we're, we're going to make sure this year that the, that the venue provides plenty of food. Um, because actually we were a little bit disappointed with the venue's um, with the venue's delivery on what they were supposed to give, but you know shit like that happens in this industry all the time. Oh, this yeah, of year course. we're uh, you know we're not. We're not this year's this year's party is going to be absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the last couple of parties weren't even anniversary parties. We were just rolling out. Um, we rolled out the June issue and the July issue, but I mean, those parties were were unbelievable. The fashion shows were terrific. I mean, the the girls and the guys that that were modeling were just absolutely unbelievable, and the the guests still had a great time. So we're you know we we've mastered kind of we've mastered the art of of having parties so and John is, is really taking it by the horns this year and so we're we're definitely gonna um yeah there's gonna be food, drinks, it's it's it's, it's gonna be a hell of a time. So uh very cool, and this very year cool. you'll be staff. Nice, so, nice, you know. nice. <laughs> All right. Well I, we have another caller. I mean dude, you get more callers than I do and that's just now it's now it's getting scary. But uh we got a two oh one number you're here with Dave Destruction and Neem. Who do I got? Uh, my name is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I have a question for both of you, actually, Dave. Oh, okay, cool. Finally, somebody actually wants to talk to me. This is great. Go go for it. Um, well, I was wondering, um, I know you guys both said that you um, you wrote in this magazine. What's the name of the magazine again? Vicissitude. Oh, yeah. So I was wondering how you guys both can't, like, balance everything like everything in your life and the magazine. Name, you want to correct that, Dave? Oh, no, I'll try, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll chime in after. I, for, for me, Nicole, it's a little different now because a couple months ago I tore my ACL and I'm out of work. I can't do a lot. So over the last couple of months, it's been a lot easier to manage my time and really put a lot into it. But at the time when I was juggling all this stuff between the wrestling and the work and then or, you know, making real money and a real job, and then you had to write. It was overwhelming, but because there's such a passion behind it, I've been writing since I can remember, you know, since he gave me a pen and I was able to write, I was able to write. And now, uh, but it's it's because there's so much passion behind it, it you always find time. Even if I'm, if I'm up in the wee hours of the night, it doesn't even matter. If the ideas are coming, I'm writing, so... Well, yeah, that, 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 that's absolutely right. You, you always find time. You know, people, um, just to paraphrase the, the, the one of my favorite Tarantino movies, uh, Reservoir Dogs, uh, the words too effing busy should never be in anyone's vocabulary. Um, 
in the movies as Oasis' vocabulary, but it really shouldn't be in anybody's vocabulary. I, I, I have, contrary to what a lot of people think, because I, I only promote my, on social media, I only promote my um, work in, in, in entertainment. Um, I, I have a full-time day job, an executive position, not like a, a, a joke job that, that takes up a lot of my time. I have a, a beautiful family. I have a wife and two children who my wife is very, you know, my wife Jackie is very supportive, um, which obviously helps. And uh, I have two two boys, Jacob and Christian, they're three and one. And uh, I'm making movies and I'm writing for the magazine and, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So people say they're busy. I'm like, no, you're not. You're just not committed enough. Like they just said, you know, there's times where I come home from my office job um, having, you know, and then maybe I, I come home at night, spend time with my family, I bathe my kids, spend time with my wife. Um, when everybody goes to sleep, I pull out the, the, the laptop and I start writing, you know, um, or, you know, whenever, whenever, I, whenever I find time, um, I'm always writing in my head. So I'm, I'm commuting to work to New York and I'm, you know, I'm coming up with ideas in my head. So this way when I actually sit down to write, I'm already kind of, um, you know, I came up with Home Invasion. I came up with that whole film while driving, <laughs> you know, the whole concept. So yeah, there's always, there's always, time, you always find time. It's not easy, you know, but you you always find time. And, you know, if you have a good support system and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm writing in the wee hours of the night. I'm, you know, I'm on set sometimes from, you know, the other day I was on set from five in the morning until well into the, after, you know, well into the evening. And, uh, you know, then I make, I make some time to write. So you, you, you find time, especially, I mean, the magazine, the magazine is also a monthly magazine. I write a couple of articles. Dave writes an article. The monthly magazine, so it, you know, we, we, you know, we, we manage to find time for it. Obviously, being the chief editor, I also not only have to write, but I also have to uh, make sure that what they write is in English. So, well, I get that. <laughs> I have to, you know, make it, make that happen. But I make it happen. It, you know, they, you find time. You know, I, I'm gonna go now hang out with my family after I'm done with this. And then probably you know go do some writing later on tonight. You know that's 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 how you got to do it. So anybody that tells you they're too busy, that's, it's just whatever it is that they're too busy for, is just not something that they really 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 want to do. Like I don't I don't go to the gym like like I I, I mean I I box you know I used to box and whatnot. Dave, you've seen the pictures, and I don't I don't go as I don't go like I like I used to and. And I never say I'm too busy because you know what that that's BS. If, if I could, if I if I really wanted to, I'd get up at four in the morning and I'd go work out. Even though the rest of the day is, I don't go like I used to. I, I do some home exercises and whatnot at home, but um, you know I I stay fit, I eat right. But am I too busy to go to the gym? I, I could I China if I really really wanted to. If, I, if it was something that I was really dedicated to. So when somebody tells you they're too busy, whatever it is they're too busy for is just not something that they're that dedicated to. Um, so they just can't find the time for it. And you know what? That's fine. But we love to write, and I, I speak for Dave and I, so we'll, we'll, we'll find the time. We'll make the time. Absolutely. Does that answer everything, Nicole? <laughs> just to give you a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess... I guess I should have asked, when do you find time to sleep, not when do you find time for the magazine, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I sleep well, a little better. This guy's probably yeah. too busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's okay. You know, now, now I don't feel as bad for not going to the gym. 
Don't yeah, <laughs> so make excuses. My, my, Get your you ass know, to the gym. <laughs> if I do, if I do find time to sleep, uh, you know, then, then my, then my, then my, that's when my kids break. Get, you know, come and say, uh-uh, uh-uh, you kidding? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's well, thank you so much, Nicole, for the call. I appreciate you calling in. And, uh, thank you. Thank and you. And have yourself Nicole. a good night. You too. All right. All right. We got somebody else named. This is, I'm telling you, man, this is, this is something. This is like a record or whatever. A 201 something, something, something number. You got Dave Destruction and you got Neem. Who is this? Hi, Dave. Hi, Neem. My name is Riley. Hi, Riley. How are hey, you? Hey, Riley. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, I just actually wanted to talk to Neem real quick. Um, I'm just going to hang up. I want to congratulate you on all your uh, success. And I've been following you uh, since the 10 bucks a ton. You started all that. But I just, uh, real quick, I don't want to take much of your time, but, it, you know, it's so hard to get into this industry. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to get into this type of industry? How would they go about it? Well, if if they have no background in the industry, um, you know, the first step is probably to meet me because I'll, you know, if they have any kind of talent, I will fit them in. I will fit them in some kind of way, and and I, I have, uh, you know, I'm proud to say I have a, a long list of people that that will that will be character witnesses to that. I I but if they can't meet me, um, wow, you know, you just if you want, depending on what it is that you want to do, uh, if you um, want to write. I mean, I'm sorry, go what, ahead. What, 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 no, I'm sorry. What in particular, give me for instance, I don't know if you're talking about yourself in particular or if it's just a general question. So what, what in particular in this industry, well, acting, well, writing? Acting, acting in, in particular, and, uh, you know, you, you have such great success with, like, you know, this industry. So I figured if anybody has, are inspiring to be where you are today, what would they have to do? Well, acting, yeah, you know, there, there's first thing that they need to do is be, learn to be patient because um, there's not going to be a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be great quick, you know, and Dave can vouch for that, especially with the wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of tools out there that are um, really good for, you know, you Google and find your favorite one, but there's some really good schools out there that, um, you know, provide acting training, and you have to just continue to hone your craft and really just kind of keep working. You got you got to keep working. You're gonna and, um, and you're gonna be working for free. You're gonna be working okay, for yeah. uh, you're gonna be working for uh, you, you can you know you're even gonna be paying to work a lot of times. You're not actually gonna be paying them to work, but you're going to be paying to commute from oh, I can... New Jersey to New York and, and, and oh, yeah. putting your car in a parking lot in New York. And, you know, at the end of the day, you realize you just spent 40 bucks or 50 bucks to park your car and to right. drive and eat, <laughs> but you didn't get paid, you know, um, also that you can get that credit and also you can get that. And it, it's going to be a lot of, um, of trial and error, and you know, like the actors that worked with me on Ten Buck, man, they 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 busted their butts. I mean, one one cat in particular, Dartel McRae, he played Jonathan Jones. I mean, there's a scene where he's got a 
he's got to trip and fall down. And, you know, we don't have, we didn't have stunt doubles. He was tripping and falling down on, on New York city pavement, probably about 12 times. And I'm yelling at him that he's doing it wrong. And he falling down. He's just, and, um, also that he can be part of this project. And, you know, when, when, when it, when it got out there, all these actors came to me and said, thank you so much for letting me be part of this. And they, none of them walked away, you know, with a huge payday, but they're thanking me. Meanwhile, I'm thanking them for bringing those characters to life the way I wanted them to be brought. So there, there is that reciprocity, but these actors have to be very, very patient. I mean, I, I see some of the guys I'm working, I've worked with, they're on a lot of shows. They're on, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the channel, Riley, uh, ID, where it has all those, like, yes. mysteries, and um, yes. a lot of the actors are on there, and, you know, you're on that show. You're there all day. You got to bring your own wardrobe. They pay you like fifty bucks for the whole day. Um, you, you know, and now they're splitting that pay with their agent, and you know, so they walk away with nothing. But they got to be on TV, and they got to tell people, "Hey, check me out on TV." And it's all about building that perception in this industry and building your building your brand um, and being really, really, really patient. Because um, uh, I don't want to say I was lucky. Um, because that would that would kind of belie the hard work that I put into everything, but um, I, right. I did work well, hard. But I it see happened. you all over. I see you all over social media, and it seems that it was so easy. But you know, I guess it wasn't, and I'm sure you went through a lot of struggles. But um, you know, a lot of people think that they're going to be overnight successes. But um, you know, I just wanted to know what what kind of you know how fast yeah. it was for you or. Yeah, no, it's, it, it it went relatively fast for me in terms of, you know, but not, you know, but I also put in that much more work and I also created the product. You know, I wasn't, you know, when you're an actor, you you know, Dave, you have to wait for people to, to call you, to work with them. You know, you have to go to, right. not that not that you, you know, you look up the castings and you apply and all that stuff. But they have to call you and, ca- you know, you, you'll go to ca- audition, but they have to actually call you to cast you. I actually had the product, the film, ready to be made. Uh, where, where, I was, where I would say I was lucky is that I had Mike and Oscar to bring their resources to the table and the three of us bringing our talents to the table um, and our resources to the table um, were able to kind of bust our butts and me individually and us collectively bust our butts. Not everyone, however, um, has a contact that they can say, hey, let's team up and do this. Like, you know, I have people that team up. And which is exactly why, Dave, um, um, I, I have the attitude that I have, Riley, which is um, I want to be there for people. I want to help people get in this industry. And um, I met a girl... I was out with my wife eating, and I and I and we were sitting Dave next to you. you. Remember Mike Rizzo from 103.5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah he's a yeah. producer, and he's yeah. So you know, I'm talking to him, and he's sitting there with this young lady and her family. That he's trying to he's he's starting out. Um, that she's starting out, and he um, she all of a sudden she she belts out Adele rolling in the deep, Adele, and she nailed it. I was like, wow, you're, you're, you're really talented. You're, you're fabulous, you know. And I, so I told her, I said, listen, um, 
are you looking, you know, so Mike's telling me she wants to get into acting also. So I said, listen, cause, and, and the guy, I know, I know the owner of the restaurant, Mike Schiara, Valentino's on Park, cheap plug, great restaurant <laughs> in Rutherford, nice. New Jersey. And he, um, he says, uh, he says, oh, this guy, you know, he's awards and, you know, all these movies. Oh, I want to get into acting. So I told him, I said, listen, I'm doing these films now. They're already casted. So I'm not going to lie to you and tell you, oh, come on, they're already casted for the roles. But if you want to get an IMDb credit, if you want to, you know, be, be on set, if you want to be part of the production, um, by all means, you can come be an extra. I, I will reach out to you. So, you know, we exchanged contact information, and, and, and that was it. And when the time rolled around, a couple of months later, we were going to start production. I had to out to her. And I told my assistant director, listen, send her the call sheet for the pharmacy scene. And, you know, she can come, and she can be one of the customers in the pharmacy. And she got some good camera time. And that day, that really made my day the most. She came with her mother. She, she's this, you know, cute little 17-year-old you 17-year-old girl just kind of went behind the ears trying to start out. She's got this adorable mom, and her mom is standing there, and she says to me, thank you so much for this. Um, she says, we didn't think you were going to call. And I and I said, I said, but I told you I'd call. She said, yeah, but, you know, people say things. I, you know, we're, we're, she said, we're, we're doing this now a little while. We're trying to get a foot in the door, and, and um you know, people say things and, and, and they don't follow up. So was, when you called, it was like, wow, he's actually calling. He's actually following through on what he said he was going to do. I mean, this is a guy who's met right, a I wish there was more people in the industry like you. And, you know, but that that to me, thank you. I appreciate you saying that, really. But that, that kind of, that really makes my day that, that if this girl becomes a shooting star and, you know, I, I know I had something to do with that, um... That's that makes my day when Dave becomes a Pulitzer Prize winner, and I, if it means that I, you know, that that you know, this little, you know, our our magazine, Mr. Fitude, is what got his foot in the door. Then you know what? That's 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 great for me. And um, yes. to hear that, especially from her mom, looking me in the eye and saying, "Thank you so much," you know, and I and I get that feedback, and that's just, you know, that's what it's all about. And I could have done this had I not had people that I can turn to and say, "Hey." What do you think? Let's do this. Um, and we kind of did it together as a team, but it's, but still, I needed their help. And uh, people need my help now, and I'm in a position to help them. And and um, so anybody, like I said, anybody that uh, needs anything, uh, again, I'm, I, I'm plugging the hell out of my Instagram and Twitter, but it's also because I, I want you guys to follow me because I, I want – uh, I want that feedback. You know, I don't. I don't just want the numbers. Hey, look at me! I have three thousand followers on Instagram. I don't care if it's useless. I want the feedback. I want people that will um, say, "Hey, you know, when's the film coming out?" Or people that are going to say, "Hey, um, can you help me?" And I, and I and I will help you in any way that I can. Um, if you bring something to the table, then I will um, make sure that that um, that you get a seat at the table. So and, sorry to cut. Uh, so so I'm gonna try to cut you off here, but what we're seeing here live on the uh, Thursday Night Destruction is Riley will be casted for the Ten Buck Baton sequel. Is that where we're going with this? Or, <laughs> because that's what we're looking at Riley, here. But, uh, Riley's gonna be casted. Let thanks, me tell you I'll, uh, I'll private message you on uh, Facebook. And there you go. Okay, Just like that. Me on Facebook and uh, follow me if you're not on Instagram and Twitter at. Neem Basha, N-E-E-M underscore B-A-S-H-A. And, yes, uh, I already have, you know, I'm already plotting in my 
long commutes to New York, I'm I, I plot uh, I'm plotting ten buck two. So you know, keep an eye out for that. There you go. Riley, I'm, I'm going to be in the right. sequel too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so we, might, we, might, we might have to get David Bigger part for that. Absolutely. Dave might be your love interest, Riley, in that movie. There you go. You, you, okay. yeah, you, sound, you sound cute, Riley, so Dave might be your love interest. He's a, he's a stud. That a boy, <laughs> Dean. That, that's, how you, that's how you do it, brother. <laughs> but thank you so much for the call, Riley. Have it yourself no a great problem. night. No problem. Thank you guys very much. And, Neem, um, I really hope that you know you continue your success. You're on your way. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Awesome stuff from Riley. And, dude, Neem, my God, bro. It's like there's, I'm looking at the stream here, this little thing. It says you have six minutes left. Do you know how fast all this shit just went? My God. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's good, man. You know, it's, it's great because I, I, knew, I knew it was going to get a response like it did. Um, and that's as far as you helping people. I'm one of the victims of your help. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of guys – out there trying to break into certain fields. And if you can help them, you can help them. That's the same thing I do with the, the pro wrestling. I encourage guys, like, just go to the school. Check it out. I can't, I can't wrestle for you, but at least give it a shot. Here's your opportunity. Go join PWS. Same thing with you. You know, send you a couple writing samples. If you're dog shit, you're dog shit. If you're good, you'll use it. You know what I mean? And same thing goes, I guess, for the, uh, the actors and actresses, which I believe is probably, if not, the most cutthroat business Ever. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, somebody like Riley. I don't, I don't know this girl from a hole in the wall, but I'm saying she's probably trying to get into it. You know, she's trying to network herself. And look, she took advantage of just calling in a Thursday night podcast. And who knows, man, she could be the next. I don't even know. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. But I mean, that's, that's awesome that you're always, it seems like you've always put in somebody else before you, but at the same time, Remaining humble and remaining success, uh, successful, you know, going into all this this stuff, and that's actually my final question to you before this all wraps up. You got home invasion. You got um, what you call repentance. Ten buck baton is winning awards. The the magazine's taking off. What's next? I know you're not content. What's next? Yeah, no, I'm not content. I I once you know once well right now we got to wrap we got to wrap the films that we're working on now. So there's really no you know. Um, of course, with the magazine, you got the, the big, the big anniversary issue coming up. And as far as the um, the films, man, yeah, I, I, mean, I have. Once we're wrapped with these, I would like to get started in the fall, or you know, maybe early next year with with other um, with other projects. I got I got other tons of other ideas and stories, and, and you know, a lot of crowd pleasing stuff. The um, what's next in the immediate future? Um, you know, sometime in August, you want to look out for it. You'll see it on 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 my social media, uh, on obviously the my Facebook, Neem Basha, and the, the uh, you know, with the Drink Up Freak Out music video that I that I directed recently, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's got a fun little story, but it's also a sexy sort of dance video. Um, so that's kind of the imminent imminent future. Looking a little bit further ahead, you got September, the magazine, September 14th, the big party. A little bit further ahead of that is the Pent and Home Invasion are going to be in the can. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb, Dave, and I'm going to say uh, these films, either collectively or, or even individually, are going to be better and more successful than, than 10 bucks a ton. And, I can definitely um, see that, man. The following is there, bro, you know? And, the you know, the anticipation – 
is there, and I mm-hmm. and, and that's what I you know that's what I do with Ten Bug. I mean, I, I I let people follow the film from its infancy, and they got to know these actors. You know, they got to know them behind the scenes. They got to know their smiles. They got to know them their takes. And, you know, by the time the film came out, there was a palpable a palpable um, desire to see it. So you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping with these films, and I think they're going to do better. And then hopefully, while they're in the festival circuit, more eyes will be open, and more people will come and say, "Hey, we want you to do our music video. We want you to do it. You know, we we, we want to work on a film with you." And yeah, um, and the bigger that we get, and this team that I'm building now, which includes you, which includes, um, you know, uh, Jamal Easley, our assistant director, and. and and uh, the DPs, Jamal Green and Wilson. And, I mean, these, this team that we're building now um, is going to be hoping, hopefully a team moving forward. And when people come to us, we've got this awesome team ready. Because as you can imagine, a couple of years passed between 10 Buck Baton and now. So some of the people that were on the crew kind of either fell out of the industry, fell by the wayside. And now we've, we're building this really strong, solid crew. And moving forward, man, we're, we're going to take over Montage Cinema. That's, uh, company at Montage Cinema. We're also on Facebook, so like the page. And it's, you know, we're we're just gonna keep rocking and rolling, man. And I'm gonna keep writing and directing and and um and you know. So next year, we will be on that red carpet again. We will be on the big screen with with two big films, and we are gonna be uh, hopefully in production again next year with with uh, something else. That sounds great, man. And obviously, he's plugged his Instagram and Facebook. Definitely give him a follow. Give Montage Cinemas a follow. There's so much stuff going on. Neem, dude, I can't thank you enough as I try to wrap this up. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. It was probably the most interesting show I've done. And I I know I haven't done a lot, but this is definitely educational and informative. And I just want to thank you for coming on, man. No, yeah, you're the best, man. I appreciate you having me. You know, I appreciate your work ethic, and I think that's why you and I kind of gel because, you know, when we were telling, uh, what was that, not Riley, the Nicole, the other caller, mm-hmm. that um, one thing that we have in common, man, is that we got to do things in the wee hours of the night. We got you know, yeah. we have that commitment, and that, that's, some, that's something that um, that we have in common. I mean, I have a tremendous respect for what it is that you do, um, but just the fact that you bust your ass, and I think that that's, that's the common ground that you and I personally found, which is why I think we work together really well. And, and I think that um, the way the mutual respect comes in and, and dare I say our friendship even comes in. I'm friends with Dave Destruction. I'm proud to say that. Absolutely. So this, is, this, well, is, this has been an honor for me, brother. Thank you so very much. We're actually in overtime here, folks. And, uh, but actually, uh, again, I appreciate it. You're the man. All the opportunities you presented me with. Anybody needs to go follow this guy. The journey of making all these movies, it's been insane. So, again, Neem, thank you so much. We will obviously talk outside of this, and uh, let's, get, let's get rolling with a couple of these things. All right, man? Absolutely. Anybody who needs to reach me, anybody who needs anything, like I said, if you bring anything to the table, I will see to it that you have a seat at the table. Anything within my power, man, I, you know, that's, that's part of the pleasure of what I do. So, Absolutely. anybody who needs anything, be sure to be in touch. All right, buddy. Well, we'll talk. All right, man. Thank you so much again. All right, Dave. You're the man. Thanks again, brother. All right, Neem. All right, that's Neem. Again, I told you we're in overtime. Quick note before I wrap it up. That was probably the coolest interview ever. Thank you so much for all the calls. A quick note, and, you know, I don't like ending anything on a sad note or whatever, but 
a loyal fan of the show, uh, a loyal fan of Pro Wrestling Syndicate, Kathy Hummer. I'm very sorry for your loss of, of your father. Um, I've been following that, you know, as you've been posting. Prayers are with you, as always. Uh, always a big supporter of you guys as much as you support us. So sorry for your loss. God bless you, Kath. And uh, we will see you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it home.